So Clave, what do you hate about the holidays? Welcome to the show. This is Cleveland K for another episode of Cleveland K. Hope you're doing okay. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm tired. It's been a no. long week. It, it's like a continuation from like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. on to now. Like it's just one big blur, you know, stuff like that. How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? It was great. I spent it by myself, which is what I wanted. Which is what you wanted? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, like no cranberry stu- stuffing, turkey. What is what is cranberry anyway? Like, is that cranberry? Like cranberry? I never understood what that was. It's disgusting. That's what it is. <laughs> and either people like it sliced or people like it out of the can. I can't stand it. It's disgusting. I remember one year coming out of the can. It looked like the inside of the, of the can, like the yes. ridges. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? This is so nasty. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my God. Um, so we're heading into the last month of the year. How do you how do you feel about leaving 2022? What's going on with that? Oh man, it's it's a lot. This year has been a lot. And I feel like when we hit the holidays, we have a time of reflection and how this year went, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, we always make New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year. But I also feel like during this time can be a not so pleasant time for people, especially if you're up north and you're cold. Um, it gets darker earlier, which I don't know how you're dealing with that, but I hate it. Kind of been darker all my life, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 2022 has been a very interesting year coming out of the pandemic sort of kind of not really i don't even know what we are in right now to tell you the truth if it if it is the pandemic era over but um it's been a very interesting year this was the first year that i got to see family for at least the first holiday i'm gonna try to see family again for christmas yeah i don't think for new year's i'm gonna go anywhere i stay put for the most part it's just been a it's been a long year um i'm looking forward to 2023 for a lot of reasons obviously another birthday god willing some new adventures some new things that you know you and i are going to do a show together now so cats out of the bad guys we're going to be doing a show together um working on some details about about what that's going to look like but we've uh enjoyed bringing you guys some great content and we're looking forward to bringing you you some great content for 2023 so what do you hate about the holidays interesting topic today right we all have our holiday our holiday um celebrations jubilees um traditions non-traditions things that we do things that we don't do um but you know in all seriousness um the holiday times are a a time of reflection for some people Mm -hmm. it's 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 a kind of a deep dive into themselves Mm. and you know getting to know the the ugly side of what goes on in your life so everyone goes through something i guess um, we all have our little dark corners that we retreat to when the world seems unfair or the world seems Absolutely. just crazy. Yeah. What do you hate about the holidays? Such a loaded question. Yes, it is. I hate about the holidays that I feel sometimes it's supposed to be very joyful and it can be very stressful. Having to spend money, buy presents, um, maybe see family that you don't want to see, especially if your morals viewpoints aren't always the same and for me it's really missing people that aren't there and so it's definitely a time 
for me, holidays can be very sad. Sad? Okay. Oh, yeah. A lot of sadness. I kind of echoed most of what you said. Where I kind of take the off ramp would be um, more or less um, the sadness for me is not as as intense. Um, not saying that you had an intense feeling there just now, but not as intense for me because there are so many things that um, you know I'm thankful for. That's why I like Thanksgiving. It's like my favorite holiday, right? Christmas is Christmas, whatever. But Thanksgiving, you don't have to be anything. You just have to be thankful and grateful for what you have because things that you have, people are praying for. My dad used to always it should say. be like that every day, Cleve. Yes, yes. But it's, you know, we, we take a day out, right. you know, and do that. I actually take a week out. Um, I learned this from my dad when I, was, when I was a little kid. So the whole week, I would kind of just commit some random acts of kindness and also kind of just reflect on the things that I have. Like like when I complain about having, not having something and then what I'm, you know, what I have is, I think is trivial. That's major for someone. You know, a roof over their head. You know, take advantage of that. Take, the, you know. Absolutely. Take that for what it is. So for me, um, what I hate about the holidays is, um, the pre- like you said, the pressure of... Um, the gift giving <laughs> or mm-hmm. not um, the pressures of going t- to somewhere and having to put on a personality or a mask for the betterment of an hour or two um, all kinfolk ain't skinfolk <laughs> <laughs> so and I love my family daily like I, this is not to cast any expressions on anybody but sometimes taking them in doses taking them and I'm speaking of my entire family here not just my nuclear family but getting, taking everything in sometimes it can be a bit much because everyone brings that baggage or brings that stuff to the party of the gathering or whatever it is and sometimes it is it isn't as festive as as it is yeah i try to think about doing something good for somebody i don't know my dad used to get us up on thanksgiving morning i'll never forget this like i told i told this like a season ago in the manual he would get us up and you know like those little brown lunch bags mm-hmm. we would pack hundreds of these bags with oranges mm-hmm. apples pears plums tangerines oranges you name it and we would go down to penn station which is a, a major hub uh train station in in north new jersey and we would give them out to the homeless and uh, mm-hmm. i was like why are we giving them fruits and vegetables and not food food and my dad's like well this is food but he said people are out here braving the elements with no no minerals in their bodies no vitamins in their bodies so you know having some potassium magnesium stuff like that and i would just spend time talking to people you know if they have if they were up to talking some people would just grab the bag and would, you know walk away and you know my dad's like it's okay it's fine you know it is what it is but i came to kind of like understand where he was coming from and I looked forward to it as I got older doing it because it was a day that I when I sat in a warm house eating whatever I wanted I'm thinking about someone that I met a few hours prior that was in the freezing cold because it gets really cold up north you know so I bet so I, I always think about that when I think about doing for others not for you know family or friends more you know more so but doing it for people that I don't know doing those acts of kindness not only helps strangers, but also like helps you as well. Like it nourishes your soul and goes in line with, I think your morals and ethics and everything like that. And it's also a great memory to have of your dad. My sister, one of my sisters kept it up for a little bit and I need to ask her if she, if she still does it. Um, I actually don't know, but um, I try to do something charitable and that's one of my resolutions for this year coming up. God willing is that I do something charitable, um, whether it's in the, it's in the springtime, summertime, next fall, next holidays, something charitable, like, you know, give, give my time to go somewhere. When I first came here to, to, to Virginia, um, I went to a uh, shelter for battered women and I did like a couple of boot camps and it was great because it was empowering. 
but it was also humbling because I saw families that were, you know, broken from the situation that had happened. And here it is around the holiday time. So that's when I moved down here. I moved down here 10 years ago, like the week of Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, like was my actual move. And it was just like seeing, seeing these families in, in these shelters. And it, it was just, it was jarring actually. And then it, it made me feel good that I was able to provide some type of something for those couple of hours. And I gotten away from that over the years and I'm, I'm feeling like I need to gravitate back to that. I need to, I need to give back something. Like I don't have like the greatest life in the world, but I do have some things to be grateful for and happy for. And if I can shed a little bit of light and a little bit of happiness on somebody else, you know, so be it, you know, it is what it is. I think that's a great testament is that just us as human beings, we have like this idea or we, we do these great things, these charitable things, or whether it's for somebody else or for ourselves, and then life gets in the way. Something happens or we get busy or it's just, and it's always good to get back to those points of what makes us feel good, especially around this time. This time can be really hard for a lot of different people. Like, you know, we've talked before, seasonal depression is a thing. Yeah. And I never understood what that was. Can you explain to our listeners what that is if someone doesn't know? And forgive anyone who thinks this is a a redundant question, but I want to make sure that everyone knows what Kay is about to break down for us. So seasonal depression is kind of like what it says. It's, It's around the seasons, around Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then in the new year. Uh, and what that is, is like, it can provide, like what I was saying earlier, just some sadness, stress about money, uh, really missing somebody that's not here. Maybe you were in a relationship and then you had all these plans during the holidays and you broke up. Um, or maybe it's your first holiday without your partner or parent or child, as well as depending on where you are, (laughs) you're up North, it's cold. I know it's cold where we are at and it definitely gets darker earlier. So by five o'clock, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm like, this is, I, I don't like this. Yeah. It, it's funny for me because I love the fall. I've, it's my favorite season of the, I mean, now we're, I mean, now we're in winter, obviously winter has started. I think the, well, it's getting ready to start. It's in like December 21st, whatever the first day of winter. So I can't remember the solstices for anything, <laughs> but fall has always been my my season um, because of the time change. Because of the so I I do welcome in, at least in the fall months I do welcome that that change. But when it's cold out and it's freezing and it's breezy and it's five o'clock and it feels like eight o'clock, you're like wow, you know I've been up all day and you know it, the day feels like it's never ending at that point. So I, I do understand what that means. So, someone told me to come home and turn all the lights on. Is that something that you're supposed to do? Or, or you recommend someone doing like turn like turn everything on? Like turn, you know, you come home, don't come home to a dark house. Don't don't sit in the dark. I mean, I do that anytime because I'm just really paranoid that I see too many horror movies and stuff like I'm paranoid that somebody's in my place. Oh, so the light is gonna scare someone away. Like the murder go away, murderer, the lights are on. <laughs> right. So I don't check in my closets or under the bed because I'm terrified that something's in there. Were you one of those kids that um were afraid of like the dark if like a if like a, a old coat was on a chair like an old man or something staring at you? Like were you like one of those kids? My childhood home, we had this long driveway up into our front door. And so our chores, me and my brother would have to take like garbage and recycling down the long driveway at the end of the driveway and come back to the house where 
many times he did this. We would do that. And then he books it back to the house. And he goes in and he locks the door. So here I am, <laughs> screaming, banging, freaking out. <laughs> oh, he left you out there for dead? I'm like, I can't, I can't. So to this day, I hate the dark. I, I will have every light up in my place, even if it's a room that I am not even in, the light's on. Like, that's just... And it also helps, too, like, you know, it being dark, like, just seeing the light it being bright and everything Mm. if we're having like those days where it's like oh you know i'm just having the blues especially around this season and with seasonal depression that's again the name is like once the seasons are over with that's usually when you start getting out of the depression interesting i mean because i guess yeah of all the holidays uh christmas new year's and thanksgiving kind of fall in a succession where uh we consider that the holidays but like obviously the fourth of july standalone you know, Memorial Day standalone days or whatever it is. So I could, t- I could totally understand that. I never knew what it meant. I, I would hear it, but I really n- never had a clear definition of like, look, is it over? As soon as Christmas ends, you're good. Or as soon as New Year's comes in, you're bad again. Like you just had a week in between to kind of get the highs and lows. And now you're in depression again because it's New Year's. It's more, I will say it's more of a consistent. It's like once you hit like November, for me, then you start like feeling it like, okay, because once Thanksgiving's over, you it feels like Christmas is the next day. This is like a month away. Such a short amount of time. Right. So it's not like, okay, once the holiday's over, okay, I'm feeling better. And then it's more like a consistent of at times feeling bad, blue, sad. And when I mean bad, I mean like depressed, blue, sad, don't really have a lot of energy. And once the new year comes around, you slowly start to climb out of it. It's not like, oh, New Year's Day, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. No, it's a slow climb out of it to where you are you feel like you're back to yourself. And everybody's different. So would you say, is it, oh, okay, let me let me phrase this right. So would, would you would you say that some people, let's say you, you went through a breakup before the holidays and then you met someone like right after the holidays, right? So obviously you're out of your funk, you met someone, going great new holiday rolls around the next year you're with the new person now do you go to the into that season of depression you think again because it's a feeling of like this thing looming over you or because of you being with someone else and i'm, and I'm only using i'm only using that that one example like a relationship ending or beginning or whatever i'm not using like missing a loved one so would you say in in your best opinion like would you say like that's that's fair that's a fair assessment that people will people are driven by other people so where okay i now fill the void of the person that you were with last year now we're in a new year i'm your guy now and we're you know it's a new holiday cycle or whatever and we're going through that together now so obviously we don't hopefully we don't break up in that time frame and then all of a sudden we're you're now you're mourning two people or whatever in the next cycle um would you say that's a fair assessment absolutely i mean just because you have it one year doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have it the next year that's and i know i keep saying this that means seasonal depression is that no matter whatever happens before the holidays hit if it's some type of loss like a job a job is a huge thing during the holidays but that adds on that stress yeah of i I have to pay for the food or the presents or to travel and everything. I just lost my job. As well as what we talked about going to family and having maybe the stigma or this embarrassment that you don't have a job anymore, that can be a lot mentally as well as physically. So with any type of loss before the holidays or even 
if it wasn't right before the holidays and you lost someone and this is the first holidays or it's been 20 years and it's it can always have a damper on the holidays at times. I mean, we're going into next year, it'll be 20 years since my dad died. Wow. And I mean, every it's usually around the holidays this season that I truly miss him. And I'm always wondering, I'm like, huh, I wonder what he would think with what I'm doing right now and stuff. And sometimes that brings upon sadness or it makes me even think of what did me and my dad do that I could give back. I like the memory that you showed. The one thing that's always intrigued me, I guess, is that you kind of want to tell everyone, like, listen, since you know that the holidays are coming or you know that there's impending depression coming, to try to like to circumvent that by meeting someone or being more active or being more outgoing or hanging with more people or whatever it is, versus knowing that that tide is coming in and you're going to stand right in the water and, and just get hit by it. Easier said than done, obviously, I'm, I'm parsing here, but I always try to say that. I'm like, well, if you know that that you're going to feel this way, try not to feel this way. Easier said than done. I'm, I'm, I'm speculating here, right? Absolutely. Well, and I will say there's an end to it. You know, like there's a beginning to it where you slowly seep into that depression, that sadness, and then there's an end where you slowly climb your way out of it. It's not forever. It's not all year round. And I depending on who that person is, some years are better than others. And I will say, I think majority of people have seasonal depression and it might not be the whole season. It might just be Thanksgiving, but they're fine with Christmas or it might just be Christmas and New Year's, but they're fine with Thanksgiving. It's individualized to that person. Two questions for you then. Do you think that medication around that type of year spikes? Like that people, people are taking more of whatever they're taking during the year? It's coming up to the season or whatever. So I'm going to just pack it in, you know, go to my doctor and be like, hey, listen, I need to like get just like sedated or whatever. I will say probably a medication that is prescribed by their doctor. Yes. And I'm going to say also illegal meds. I think there's a spike in alcohol yeah. around this season. I mean, you just think of all the parties, whether it's a holiday party or Thanksgiving with family, friends and stuff. But alcohol can is one of the cheaper <laughs> drugs out there. Yeah. I mean, depending on what you drink and what you could afford to drink. All right. That's true. I like my six dollar bottle of wine. So see, and I'm glad you said that because I don't drink uh, drank in my 20s. But I wouldn't know a $300 bottle of wine from a $30 bottle of wine. I wouldn't, unless you told me that that was the difference, I wouldn't really know. You you can shake them up and have me swirl both of them. I'm like, okay, I don't even know which one it is. I know this one tastes better or this one is better. And I'm like, oh, that's the expensive one. I'm like, really? Um. So that's my first question. My second question is, do you think or do you know of, of like people that get together that are going through seasonal um, depression together? Like they're going to bring their brand of whatever depression to each other. And then either feel worse or they kind of, hey, you're kind of going through what I'm going through. So, like, let's just hang out. Um, I think it can be both. I think misery loves company. I'm a firm believer in that. And just like the energy can bring people down even maybe more so than what they usually are at. But also it's comforting to know that, OK, I'm not alone in this. Someone else is feeling similar or someone else understands the struggle you know it might be like what you said earlier kind of like don't feel this way well that's easier said than done so i have a partner that won't tell me that understands how hard it is to pull myself out and also understands that this doesn't last forever there is going to be an end to this and we just slowly have to take it day by day how does 
how do you think someone and again obviously this is this is albeit um absent of of a going to a um, clinician or a doctor to be diagnosed but how does someone know that they're in a depressive cycle or or this this is something that's real for them like how did how, like how would you know um i mean that's a great question i would say when you notice your activities are less if you enjoy being outside and exercising whether it's outside or in the gym and you know that that has decreased maybe your medication or alcohol increased you're sleeping more you aren't enjoying the holidays or going out as much with your family or friends things like that like do i think it's so detrimental that you're not showing up to work or you're losing interest in work not necessarily it's just a lot more your activities that you that brought joy and or that used to do a lot of have decreased during this time i made an assumption earlier we were talking in the gym and i asked you did you decorate remember mm-hmm. and, you, and you said no you never do and i was like really not even like the charlie brown christmas tree the, the old sad little tiny tree with the one star dipping to like the left and the tree's like about to fall apart uh, which i love the charlie brown christmas tree by the way but yeah i i found that kind of um I was surprised that that you didn't do anything for the house, you know, like your house, like because everyone does something like a stocking or something. Is there is I, I, I don't know if I remember if I asked you if there was a reason why or whatever. But um, if you care to share, like you're not festive enough or you see too much outside already, like I'm not going to do that to my house. Like I have no, no time for that. Um, I think I think it's a couple of things. And this is just for me in particular. I don't have necessarily a space of when it's no longer the holiday season for me to pack everything up and put it away. I am a horrible decorator. <laughs> Thank God Christmas is green and red because I'm sure I'd be making mixing like pink and yellow and orange and stuff like that. You have the holidays that are the primary colors. And I just, sometimes for me, it's just, I'm always away for the holidays. Like I have my family down South. So I just don't necessarily see the point. Is it something that I would love to do? And I'm like, okay, once, you know, I'm in this certain area of my life, then I'll start decorating. But then I'm like, I even question myself. It's like, why do you have to wait till then? Why not just do it now? But not even like a um, Christmas co- Christmas cookie candle burning? Where you, it smells like Christmas cookies are baking or nothing? Nothing? No. Wow. I mean, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not speaking like I'm Clark Griswold and I'm gonna, I'm decorating the entire block. I'm not that guy either, but I do get a little bit festive. Um, like I said, Christmas is not my. It's Christmas is Christmas. I enjoy Christmas as a kid, like everybody. But once I got older, it just became whatever. I can't remember if I was a Santa Claus kid though. Like if I ever believed in Santa, I, I can't, I can't remember that because I was, you know, knew my dad, my mom bought stuff, whatever. Um, so you never got me with, with the old Santa bit, you know, be nice or whatever. Or you're gonna get. No, I was like, whatever, mom and dad's buying the shit anyway. Oh, they got me. They got me hardcore. I remember when I found out the truth, I was like, oh, you lied to me? Yes. I'm like, I was more upset that my parents lied. It wasn't that it wasn't real. I'm like, you lied. Oh my God. What else did you lie about? The Easter bunny, the tooth fairy? Like, it's my whole childhood a lie. So <laughs> is it safe to say that, um, I mean, you know, we're, we were talking and Again, I, I guess I'm speaking for myself. We were speaking about adults going through this, right? But obviously children are, are not um, opposed to it as well. But do you think that children, like something like that, you so crush a kid by telling them there's no Santa. 
right now this kid is like in a reckless spiral like i i can't believe there's no santa i wrote all these fucking letters and they went to nowhere do you think that that can that can trigger something obviously i'm speaking you know in in hypotheticals but do you think that can trigger someone to like a kid to go through something like that because they they, they feel like everyone's lied to them about something like oh my god like that was like the biggest lie i've been ever told yeah absolutely i think you know like what you said we were talking mostly about this with as being an adult but kids experience the same thing and the same emotions that we do it's just going to be mm-hmm. on a different scale it's just going to look very different it's just going to feel very different for them holidays to me as a kid was always like magical and majestic and you know waking up we couldn't wake our parents up until 7 a.m but i me and my siblings were up at 5 a.m and just staring at the tree with all the presents and stuff like that uh hanging out with my cousins going to whether if you were going to church or mass or wherever and even again depending on what somebody's going on in their life they can experience that depression even as a child as well in and when i'm saying a child i'm saying an adolescent a teenager a young adult like this is in somebody who's in their 30s 40s 50s at any point in time you can experience this during the season it's just going to look very different for everybody gotcha yeah i i just chose that because i you know I couldn't remember. I can't really remember. I'm searching my memory bank here. And I am i don't remember if I believe Santa Claus was a real person or not. Like, I just don't remember. And I don't remember the soul-crushing conversation that came with that. Because some kids, you know, they, they get crushed. Um, The Tooth Fairy thing, the Tooth Fairy thing, though, was something that, um, because my dad, I, our dad was like our dentist. Like, the old string around it, doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> or string around it, pull, you know, pull it himself. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, we have dental insurance, right? Like, you can go to the dentist. (laughs) You don't have, you don't have to do this. Like, you know, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that I believed in that someone took away from me, Uh, other than like wrestling. I remember like when I found out like like wrestling wasn't real. I mean, I know it's real athleticism, but real, like as in, like this is a really like these guys really hate each other. This is, you know, and I'm like, what? And I and I stopped watching. I'm trying to think of anything that that was taken away from me and then I you know was depressed about it or it it changed how I thought about something like it changed it changed who I who I am I'm trying to think of something hopefully I get something before the show is over but uh, I'm I'm very I, I, you know we watch fail army in, in the gym and I'm very easily entertained <laughs> I'm a very easygoing person for the most part um doesn't take much to uh to you know pretty much keep me uh keep me happy but I'm trying to think of things that that brought me down um, you know, obviously during during the holidays, I do think about my dad, um, and I think about my grandparents, and I think about my like cousin. I have a cousin that passed, um, like right before my dad did. So like I, I try to remember like the good things. Like my dad was like larger than life. Like when you walk into a room, you did, you knew who he was. You knew the loudest person talking. Um, he always had a cup on a plate for someone who was a stranger in his house. Like hey, you were welcome to eat and, and hang out, whatever. So I. I miss that and I have a laugh about it because I remember, you know, sitting around and he's, you know, him being in the room. And so it it gives me solace that I can have those memories. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get depressed or get down because because of that. It's a unique case for me or maybe it's a defense mechanism that I don't know how I cope with it, but maybe it's a coping mechanism as well. But, you know, I, I'm trying to think of something that that was that would trigger something like that for me. 
like anything that I get depressed about, you know? I mean, it sounds like with your dad, it's instead of being sad that he's not here, you're grateful of the memories that you had and actually happy that you're like, I got to spend all of this time with him. 30 years. Yeah, like that's that's huge. And not everybody can say that. For sure. Do you recommend like people um, and, you know, we have listeners that are um, listen, you know, listen to us right now. Obviously, we're brought to you by the Maddie Ice New, uh, Media Network. Excuse me, can't speak today. Do you think of anyone, any one thing that someone can start to do to shield themselves, to prepare themselves for the oncoming, onsetting depression that's going to be here in about three weeks? I don't think so. And what I mean by that is that I'm not necessarily a big believer in shielding yourself. It's being aware and having that insight, and don't beat yourself up over it. If you can only stay in your pajamas all day and watch trash TV, then do that. Give me good trash TV for the holidays. Ooh. Give me good for the holidays. No, I mean, 90 Day Fiance is oh. always one. <laughs> okay, there we go. You the win. The Real Housewives. You win. You, you won at 90 Day. You won. You won. <laughs> so you don't believe in the shielding then? No, I think in order to really understand it, you have to go through it. Like every, like every year, you mean every, like I mean every, not every year, but every holiday cycle, because like you said, it could be just Christmas. It could be just New Year's or it could just be Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, especially in the beginning, because you have to understand of like why you're feeling this way, what's triggering it, what's going on. Like for an example, my father died around Easter um, in April. And so my mom gets very sad when she starts seeing all the Easter stuff, because that she correlates that to my father's death. Wow. And not necessarily the date of when he died or the month, it's always Easter. So she's aware that she starts feeling really sad and at times has low energy and it's hard to get through things, which it's fine. I'm a big believer in don't beat yourself up over what you're going through. You have to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't shield it. You have to go through it to understand it and to heal and to go get out on it on the other side. It's amazing that you just said that because all the time that I've known you, we share that. My dad passed around Easter because Easter kind of, Easter is never the same every year. It's, not, it's never like the same week or whatever. It's always, it always moves around for some reason. Um, Cause my dad was buried on Good Friday, which he wanted to be buried on Good Friday. Like I'll tell you offline, like this a crazy story about the, the whole burial or whatever. Actually, you know what? I'll share right now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so he, he died on March 19th and he wanted to be buried on Good Friday. So, I mean, that was like a bit a bit away, like two weeks, whatever it was at the time. Can't remember. So we're like, whatever. So he gave me these numbers before he passed away. And I thought they were like lottery numbers, but they were kind of like some kind of measurement, which I didn't understand until the day of like being at the at the burial site and my, i gave it to my mom like what is this like do you know what this is like this is a combination of something she's like they're numbers you know you, you know your dad was a engineer and architect so everything was numbers to him and i'm like well this is something weird <clears throat> so we're putting they're putting the so we had like the service whatever we're at the at the at, at the site and they're putting the casket down into the crypt and dirt like falls into it <laughs> right so they have to like hoist it back up and i'm like what's going on twice this happened right it's starting to rain now and i'm like mom guess what he's not ready to go today right two more days out he's he's gonna go it's like a wednesday or whatever so i turned to like one of the guys on the site and i said do you know what this is 
and the guy goes yeah that's the that's the dimensions of, of this vault and i was like what how, like i'm like how did like how do you like how did he get these and i i have no idea how he, to this day how he got them but apparently like he didn't you know he knew he wasn't going to fit if dirt was in there or whatever so weird so we had to the so the immediate family had to come back the next day or two i think it was i think it was like the next day we had to come back for like a private burial or whatever and that was fine but um he wanted to be you know he wanted to go so i didn't know that knowing you all this time that i known you i didn't know that our 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 parents you know our dads passed around easter time and easter time is never it's never a sad time for me because of that I'm more sad because, and this is going to sound really weird. I watch every year on Easter, I watch um, Passion of the Christ. And it is the most jarring thing that I, I, I remember that movie first came out. I went, I went to it and that, that actually depressed me. Like it it was insane. And obviously it's a theatrical performance. You know, if you read the Bible, it was loosely, you know, loosely based on how, how Mel Gibson saw it. But um, very theatric. If you have seen the movie, very theatric, very jarring scenes, and it just made me think. It makes it, every time I watch it, it's like Scarface. I've seen Scarface 18, 19 times, and I always watch yeah. it from end to end. And I'm like, okay. But every time I watch Passion of the Christ, it makes me think about humanity and and all of that. And then you know, you know, I'm not a super religious person, obviously, and I'm not here to convert um convert anyone to anything, or whatever like that. But but uh, again, I just try to think about. Um, things that um, set me off or, you know, would put me in, in a state where I don't notice or I do notice that I change how I am. People normally do that for me. Like if if I'm around someone who's abusive to like their spouse or their kids or whatever, I'm like, it changes how I see them, how I see the person. I'm like, yo, you piece of shit or whatever. But for the most part, I can't think of things that are that's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they exist because I'm a human being that, you know, things get me, get me sad or whatever it is. But I think in in being a Taoist, a lot of my rooted beliefs are grounded by like some simple tenets, like just to be like I woke up tomorrow. I mean, if, if I wake up tomorrow, I won the lottery. Like it's it's how I feel about things, like how I feel about if if I don't, if I have a bad day, hopefully the next day won't be as bad. It might be worse, but I always get like another another day to try, you know, something like that. Um, I'm always asking you about what people can possibly do from a, from your professional standpoint um to not shield themselves because obviously that's not a good word that we're going to use but what can what can someone do like give me like three things that someone could possibly do in your professional opinion exercise i think that is a huge thing uh, whether again it's outside at a gym or even you put on a youtube tutorial about stretching doing that um journaling I think is a huge thing, getting all these thoughts and feelings out on paper. It's kind of like everything's in me and I need to express it. So I'm expressing it by journaling or art. If you're an artist and draw, I cannot draw. Uh, um, But expressing your way in a creative way. Um, I would say cooking, baking, that's creative as well maybe like an act of service like okay i'm going to bake all of these goods and then i'm going to give them to a charity or a church or even to your place at work making sure that you reading having a book i would say like one of the things that came to mind making sure your normal routine of like hygiene of taking a shower or a bath sometimes excuse me just soaking in a tub 
with bubbles and candles and just listening to some peaceful music can help. Or when you're in the shower and you're singing and dancing and pretend like you're at the Grammys, like, because (laughs) everybody does that, right? I I, I can't, I have one of those voices where I can't even sing in the shower, like, so bad. I can't even sing in it. Like, I'm like, whoa, like, don't, don't. Even songs that I know, like, don't even, (laughs) don't even try it. I'm a horrible singer. Are horrible singer. It's always informative talking to you. It's always informative talking about things that are sensitive as such because a lot of people um, either don't know that other people are going through the same thing or it's something that is is normal. You know, they're not abnormal. It's something normal that they, they, they experience. And that's one of the things that I just want to address is that, yes, everything that you're feeling and thinking is normal. You're not the only one that has gone through this. And at times we might feel it or think it because nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like the more I think we talk about things that might be uncomfortable or share. I I forgot where I saw this quote or I saw heard it from a movie, but it was in order for somebody to be vulnerable, I have to be vulnerable first. And I'm a true believer in that. So in order for people to start talking about their seasonal depression, I got to start talking about mine, no matter how hard it is. That's deep. I, I'm, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning the way of being um, like asking for help if I need if I need help on something. I'm, I'm still learning the, the language of that. I'm still learning that how, how what that's supposed to look and feel like, because we all feel like we can self-medicate. We can self-diagnose. We can self-treat. Um, you know, for for those things, you know, we're, we're talking depression, um, not any other kind of episode. We're just talking that right now. Obviously, we'll have shows that we will touch on other things like that. But those are great ideas. Um, like, like I said, I if I'm someone that goes through, through that, I have to think very hard on what changes on my routine. Because, I, again, I have times where, you know, we talk about it in the gym when we you like hit a wall, you know, like you're having all this these great gains. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's going on with me now? And then you're not realizing, okay, I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating well. I'm not getting enough um, downtime. I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm either combative with with uh, significant other or whatever is going on. Like it changes everything. Everything kind of changes. And then, you know, you might get back into your routine if, if you're lucky. Any closing, any closing things that you want to leave the audience with? I guess this, this is us being vulnerable since you you put Ooh. it into the in, into the atmosphere. Like we're both going to be vulnerable if if you want, if you want. Absolutely, I think that's one of the things with our shows or what what we have talked about when me and you have done this is we've been vulnerable this whole time, and I would say just continue to be vulnerable and be kind to yourself, be kind mm. to your body, be kind to your mind, be kind to your emotions, and when you're kind to yourself, other people will feel that. And then you'll be able to express kindness, kindness to everybody else. And this is the season to do that. So I guess my parting message would be just to be kind. Just to be kind. Okay. Great way to go out with that. For me, it's um like I just I, I just have self-admitted that I I'm strug- I struggle with and struggle constantly with knowing when to, knowing how to, um, understanding the whys. And the why nots on 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 how to to ask that. I, I have enough people around me to say things to. Like I, I have a great support system of people. I mean, you know, you're yeah. you're not only a client of mine, you're a great friend. Um, so you know, obviously 
I, I trust your opinion on, on a lot of things. You know, we've talked offline a lot in the gym, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I'm still learning that because I am one of those men that feel like I'm all right. I'm good. I can handle it, you know, but sometimes you can't, you know, I, um, I rarely have broken moments, but I know that, um, one of the things I do, cause I have to think about this during the whole show. When I'm in a funk, I procrastinate like crazy. Like I, I put so many things off where a lot of th- like my list grows of like things that I have not done. Yeah. Yet. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I gotta get this done. It's been a half the month or it's gone already, and I haven't done these mm-hmm. things yet. Um, so I know that something with me that changed. I just have to put my finger on the pulse of what makes me do that. Um, you know, you brought up a good point because you said like as a man, and I will say I'm a female. You're a male, which is one of those things with this podcast and what we'll do in the new year is for a female, it might be easier to express. This is what I'm going through. This is how I know I need to feel it and to be kind to myself. And this is what I need to do. Where for a male, it's very foreign. Mm-hmm. Feeling this way, especially sadness, feel like thinking, why can't I just snap out of this? Yeah. Because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to feel this. I often wonder about like people because uh do you remember when um kate spade passed away mm-hmm. and i think right after kate spade might have been anthony bourdain like i think it was like those two like were close uh in, in proximity of each other and i with both those cases i i thought about like kate spade had every you know rich wealthy whatever you want to call it anthony bourdain had like a great job like he traveled the world eating right. like, exquisite foods and exotic locations and you're like this this guy's life must be like, everything and then you find out that they were depressed and they had things that are haunting them and they had their demons, they were fighting things or whatever. And, you know, they chose to um, to deal with it that way. Mm-hmm. So I often, I, I used to think as a, as a kid that money solved everything. I, I grew up grew up thinking that. Um, my daughter even said to me once, like, you know what, daddy, just, just saying I'm sorry or talking to me about something is better than just buying me something or giving me something. Like you just Absolutely. don't deal with it by just buying it away. And I always thought about like that's that that's what erases everything. That that erases sadness. That erases depression. You know, I I I used to always say this. I swear to God, I used to, I used to say, you know what? If I'm like lottery rich and I'm depressed about something, I'm buying a new Porsche or I'm buying a, a new jet or I'm going on a vacation or whatever. But again, you pack your when you pack your bag, that problem is still packed with that stuff. So I'm like, you don't really shake shake it all the time. So absolutely, um, I was often wondered on you know how we put things in front of other things to make things feel better we say you know what i'm rich i shouldn't have any problems i shouldn't have any depression issues i'm i i have everything i can need and then you're you find out that as you know when you have money it doesn't really mean anything because you still can't buy happiness do you know who the um who aristotle onassis was it sounds familiar so Onassis, uh, in like the seventies, was like one of like the richest p- people in the world. Um, the Onassis family, and uh, he had a son, and you know, one of his children, he had had a really bad car accident, and I mean, he was like wealthy, right? The wealthy family, and his son, like his son, had the best doctors at his side, like in surgeons, everything, and um, he still passed away. You know, it didn't it didn't matter, and I, I remember Onassis saying, you know, as all the money in the world that I have, I could not save my son. You know from 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 whatever like it so like his depression haunted him about his his child passing away because he felt like 
you know, he could have, he could have easily just bought, you know, bought, bought his life back. Literally, you know, no pun intended. I mean, I will say, you know, on the outside, everything might look great, mm-hmm. but we don't know what happens behind closed doors. And we don't know what people are feeling or thinking about until they share it. What was coming to me when you were talking about all that was like, if it doesn't fulfill you, then it's not for you. True. Very true. Very true statement. I think social media um, does a, a, a horrible job, especially around this time of year, especially like post about people that are on these fabulous vacations and, you know, they're they're shopping and they're wearing the best clothes or whatever. But the, like you said, it could be all fake. It could be all bought. It could be all fabricated and someone sitting around watching this is even feeling worse about their life or worse about the situation because they think that that is supposed to be what you're supposed to have to be happy that is what you're supposed to have to be successful that's what you're supposed to have to to have everything that you need and, and you want but again you know social media does a does a horrible job of, of portraying a lifestyle or or well-being that doesn't exist that 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 is foreign to this person as just a, you know as a faraway distant planet Absolutely. Okay, so I'm I'm very excited about the new year that's coming, and I'm very excited about you know us us joining forces and co-hosting a great new show. We'll have a name for the show pretty soon. Details are coming. Please, you know, just keep tuning into what we're doing. We're on the Maddie Ice Media Network, where you can find other po- other great podcasts uh, for all your podcasting needs. But uh, it's been a great conversation, Kay. As always, as always. Thank you. All right, so. Think about a good name because we need one. <laughs> Kay and Cleve is good, but want something a little bit more catchy. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. From Kay and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for always checking in and, and, you know, we watch the analytics and we try to see where you guys are listening from. And um, in the coming year, we're looking to get global with this. So uh, do appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening to, uh, to Cleve and Kay.